Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. As always, I am your host, Ian McLaren. And like I said, this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Ian C. McLaren. Please subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, while you're doing that, if you could uh, download, listen, rate, and review to today's and all previous podcasts, that would be very much appreciated. On with today's show, as we will uh, take a preview of tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes, some line combinations and defensive pairings to be aware of. Uh, We'll also um, take a quick look at how some Bruins prospects are doing in the system little prospect update, and uh, then take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, I had hoped to have a guest on today, but swung and missed on interview requests. Uh, So it'll just be me today and probably a bit shorter than usual as well. But uh, yeah, here we go. The Bruins skated here on Tuesday morning in advance of a home game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, The Lions looked similar to uh, what we saw Sunday against the Canadians. Patrice Bergeron uh, was out on the ice prior to the morning skate, but will not be in the lineup as he uh, has been replaced on the top line by David Krejci. Bergeron, of course, remains out with a lower body injury that at first was labeled as uh, some load management, but uh, he's now missed several games in a row, and hopefully he's able to um, recover quickly and come back in the lineup, but I'm glad that they're taking their time with him uh, so as to keep him uh, on the right healing track and get him back in the lineup for when they need him most. Uh, so with that said, the top line looks like uh, Brad Marchand, Krejci, and David Pasternak. Then on the second line, we have Jake DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle, and Danton Heinen. Third line Again, looks like uh, Anders Bjork, Sean Corrali, and David Backus. And then on the fourth line, uh, former Hurricane Joachim Nordstrom with uh, Parlonholm in the middle and Chris Wagner on the right-hand side. Defensive pairings, Zdeno Chara, Charlie McAvoy, Tori Krug, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick, and Connor Clifton. Brett Ritchie and John Moore uh, were on the ice in regular practice jerseys. Doesn't look like they'll play tonight, but um, Moore was sent down on a brief conditioning stint and could be back in the lineup sooner than later, and the Bruins will therefore have some decisions to make. Connor Clifton would now have to pass through waivers in order to be sent down to Providence, and chances are he would be scooped up uh, as he has proven to be uh, an effective NHL defenseman. Um, So we'll see uh, what decisions are made when John Moore has been cleared to return uh, to the lineup. As for the Hurricanes, this is the team, of course, that the Bruins faced in the Eastern Conference Finals this past spring and uh, took care of them in four straight games. They're off to another hot start this season, 16-10-1. Actually, not really that hot, but uh, they have 33 points, 
ninth overall in terms of uh, points, tied with Winnipeg and uh, Dallas at 33 points. Uh, they're currently occupying the first wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference, a point up on the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, two back of the Philadelphia Flyers in the race for the third spot in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, so the Bruins, uh, yeah, could possibly meet them in the first round as they are tied with the Capitals atop the Eastern Conference, but obviously that uh, is way too early to get into at this point in the season playoff matchups, that is. The Hurricanes are led in scoring by Andrei Svechnikov, who is sitting on 11 goals and 18 assists for 29 total points in 27 games. He, of course, was the second overall pick in the 2018 NHL draft and obviously making uh, a great impression on the Hurricanes after uh, scoring 20 goals and recording 17 assists last season as a rookie. So very strong sophomore season so far for Svechnikov. Uh, next is Old friend Dougie Hamilton, he's averaging more than a point per game right now for the Hurricanes. 10 goals, 18 assists, 10 points on the power play. Uh, Teo Teravainen, 26 points. Sebastian Ajo, 22 points. Uh, and Martin Nikash with 16 points, tied with Ryan Dezingle and Jacob Slavin. So a very deep lineup for the Hurricanes. Um, a very good team remains uh, after, you know, Losing Justin Williams, but um, they're still strong, young, led in net by uh, James Reimer and Peter Mrazek. Reimer actually has a better save percentage at uh, 9.15. Mrazek struggling a little bit at 9.01. Uh, I would assume Mrazek will get the start tonight, but uh, don't quote me on that uh, just yet. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the scoop heading into the game tonight. Two fairly hot teams. The Bruins are 8-0-2 in their last 10. They've won seven in a row. Hurricanes are 7-3-0 in their last 10, plus 12 goal differential, and uh, compared to Boston's plus 34. The Hurricanes, however, something to keep an eye on. They are the top team in the NHL in terms of uh, Corsi percentage at 5-on-5 play, 55%, uh, which is very strong. So uh, Bruins will need to make sure they're uh, playing strong at even strength, taking advantage of any power play opportunities that come their way. Uh, but the Hurricanes are definitely a handful at even strength and um, could very well be the team that breaks the Bruins' uh, winning streak here. But uh, it should be a, a very entertaining game and a good measuring stick uh, for the Bruins, who have not come out strong in recent games. And if they fall behind... Again tonight, uh, it may be more difficult to uh, come back against this talented Hurricanes team. One other note, it looks like Yaroslav Halak will get the start against the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, it'll be his 500th career regular season appearance. Uh, still not sure when Bergeron will be back. Brett Ritchie's a bit closer. Uh, more could play as early as Thursday, according to uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy. So those are some late lineup um, notes coming out after the morning skate this morning. We're going to skip right ahead to NHL news and notes as there's quite a lot going on. Um, we've been talking a lot about the uh, Bill Peters, Mike Babcock, uh, kind of some stories of abuse, 
uh, among coaching ranks and around hockey culture. There was another development on Monday where uh, Mark Crawford, who's had a long reputation for being a, a fiery coach, uh, he has been granted a leave of absence from the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he was serving as an assistant coach for uh, Jeremy Colton, um, and he is stepping away from the team. This after retired forward Sean Avery recently told the New York Post that Crawford, uh, when they were both with the Los Angeles Kings, kicked Avery on the bench, left a mark after he took a too many men on the ice penalty. Uh, this was back during the 2006-07 season. Uh, Brent Sopel, who was a member of the 2010 Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks, uh, he told uh, the Spitting Chicklets podcast last year that Crawford regularly berated him verbally and that he kicked and choked him as well. Uh, Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, he quotes a league source saying of Crawford that he's gone. There's no way the Blackhawks can keep him in this climate. Um, after Monday's game between the Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues, Crawford's agent told The Athletic that Mark would love to address these very old allegations. However, out of respect for the Blackhawks process, we're going to refrain from comment at this time. Uh, Colleton said it's an organizational decision. Um, I can only speak from my time with Mark. He's been excellent. Really enjoyed that he's added a lot to our group and our staff and our players. I'll leave it at that. Um, it's not the first stories of Mark Crawford that have come out. Retired player Patrick O'Sullivan. He played under Crawford for two seasons with the Kings. Um, he said uh, in his book, uh, Breaking Away, A Harrowing True Story of Resilience, Courage, and Triumph, O'Sullivan wrote, With the Kings, I knew there would always be a shot waiting for me on the bench. Uh, Crawford allegedly kicked him during a March 2007 game. Uh, he said this time it was an actual physical shot, which was hard to believe. All the other times it was just a verbal dig. Uh, Crawford was coaching Los Angeles, and in my rookie season, this is O'Sullivan again, he gave me more grief on the bench than I had to go through on the ice. It was that way from day one. I could do nothing right, and he dumped more shit on me than the rest of the team combined. Uh, O'Sullivan quote tweeted the Blackhawk statement, saying, I look forward to participating in your investigation. All of this, of course, comes in light of Bill Peters uh, and the flames separating after Peters uh, was alleged to have used the N-word to Akeem Alou back when they were with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So this is another Chicago connection, uh, which is beginning to become a pattern. Uh, Peters, of course, was also alleged to have punched uh, McCall Jordan while he was uh, behind the bench with the Carolina Hurricanes. And then Mike Babcock, of course, uh, alleged, well, this was corroborated actually, where he, um, all the stories have been corroborated, um, that he uh, had some abusive behavior towards uh, Mitch Martyr when he was a rookie as well. Uh, there's a couple more things to mention about uh Mike Babcock coming up here in a moment, but um, just to cap off the Crawford situation, uh, former NHLer Dan Carcillo, he posted a transcript of Sopel talking about Crawford, if you if you want to check that out. Um, again, just uh, a floodgates have been opened here of abusive behavior coming out 
about some former and current coaches, and we'll see where the uh, Blackhawks go in terms of how they handle uh, this Mark Crawford situation. But for now, he's no longer behind the bench. I can't express enough how much uh, this disappoints me. It's not surprising to learn of uh, abuse. I guess it's a bit surprising, actually, to learn that this is happening at the pro level. You hear about hazing and uh, coaches being uh, very harmful towards junior players, sadly enough. Uh, but you don't really expect it at the pro level, and it really seems like um, the f- the whole Don Cherry thing was one thing, but Mike Babcock being fired by the Maple Leafs and stories that have come out about him in light of that really seem to have opened the floodgates for people to talk about Peters, uh, Crawford, who knows who's next, but there is some uh, more information coming out about Babcock, which I think is interesting. Hall of Fame defenseman Chris Chelios, Uh, He was also on Spitting Chicklets podcast, and he said Mike Babcock was a tough guy to play for, which seems like an understatement at this point. Um, Jelio said that uh, Babcock verbally assaulted Red Wings forward Johan Franzen during Game 5 of the 2012 playoff series against the Nashville Predators, causing Franzen to have a nervous breakdown Franzen confirmed the encounter, saying, I get shivers when I think about it. It was coarse, nasty, and shocking. But that was just one out of a hundred things he did. That's just the tip of the iceberg. He also called Babcock a terrible person and a bully who was always attacking people. Franzen, of course, uh, went through some extensive battles with concussions. Uh, He said, from 2011 on, I was terrified of being at the rink. That's when he got on me, that being Babcock. Uh, For the first time, I focused on getting out of bed every morning from that moment. Last year, I could sleep naturally for the first time since then. It was just his attacks playing in my head each and every day. Um, Mike Babcock told the Detroit... Oh, sorry. Ken Holland told the Detroit Free Press that no one ever came forward to accuse um, Babcock of abusive behavior. That kind of contradicts what Chris Chelio said. Uh... But uh, so it's kind of a he said, he said there, but it's safe to say uh, the situation around Mike Babcock remains cloudy. He's not employed at the moment, obviously, and teams, I would assume, are reluctant to reach out to him uh, about joining their organizations at the moment. And for good reason, I would say, because uh, his tactics and behavior is very questionable um, he's gotten results in the past, not as much in the recent years with the Maple Leafs. Uh, but yeah, really, uh, toxic situation there around him. And, and I wouldn't expect that he'll, uh, be back behind the bench anytime soon. And for good reason, hopefully, uh, yeah, NHL general managers kind of steer clear of him for the time being. Again, I can't express enough how much these stories uh, are disappointing, how much I want to see this out of hockey for good, and uh, anybody who comes forward is admirable, in my opinion, for taking a stand against this uh, garbage in hockey. The other big news around the NHL right now is the status of Taylor Hall, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, left winger, former uh, NHL MVP, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent this coming summer. 
New Jersey Devils general manager Ray Shiro insists the 20-year-old has not requested a trade. Uh, he hasn't checked out of the Devils despite their losing ways. They got thumped by the Sabres last night. Uh, Shiro said he cares. He really does. Adam Gretz from NBC Sports listed some uh, potential destinations for Hall, the list of uh, people who may be interested is uh, pretty extensive, including Colorado, Montreal, St. Louis, Edmonton, Calgary, even the Bruins, uh, the Sharks, maybe the Penguins, Islanders, Predators, Hurricanes. I said yesterday I don't see the Bruins as being in the market, seeing as they're pretty strong on the left-hand side right now with uh, Marchand, DeBrusque, and uh, Bjork um, as the top three at that uh, position. It would cost... Quite a lot for any team to add Hall, probably at least a first-round pick and a uh, high-end prospect. I don't know if Sweeney really wants to dive into those waters right now. It uh, looks like the Devils won't be resigning him, so uh, I would expect he'll be moved at some point prior to the trade deadline, but um, where and for how much remains to be seen. Another guy could be on the move soon is Kyle Turris, who's been oft scratched by the uh, Nashville Predators. A pretty talented center, making $6 million per season. Clearly doesn't fit with head coach Peter Laviolette. Um, Turris said he doesn't want to be traded, but he's not being played right now. Scratched in six straight games. Uh, they can uh, trade him, play him, or buy out his contract next summer. But something has to give at some point. Um, yeah, he's, he's not really that old. He was effective for this, uh, the senators a few years ago, good enough that the predators gave him that deal. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Kyle Turvis is moved at some point, uh, in the coming days as the situation seems pretty untenable at this point. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. A bit of a shorter episode today, but uh, that's what we're all about here at the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. As always, I am Ian McLaren. Happy and thankful to be able to host this daily Bruins podcast and hoping for another win here tonight. Uh, But as I said, don't be surprised if the Hurricanes are able to end the Bruins winning streak uh, at TD Garden uh, here on Tuesday evening. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can find me at ENC McLaren. Follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, please tell someone today about the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Word of mouth is a great way to share uh, the podcast as well as uh, downloading, rating, and reviewing. Hope you all have a great rest of the day. See you on Twitter tonight during the game. And, uh, yep, talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.